Every day was a lonely, dangerous fight for freedom. Sue could not move freely even in her own home. Aung San Suu Kyi was born in 1945 to a rich and important family in Burma, now Myanmar. Her father was killed when she was only two years old, but her young life was happy and comfortable. When she was 15, the family moved to India. Sue became very interested in her mother's political work there. She understood the power of politics from an early age. While studying in Oxford, Sue met Michael Aris, a handsome young Englishman. Michael soon fell in love with Sue's Asian good looks and her bright intelligence. They married and they traveled and worked in Asia for a few years together. Finally, they returned to England to live a simple, happy life with their two sons. But Sue could not forget her history, her family, and her people in Burma. She understood now that her father was killed during his fight for Burma's freedom. During the 1970s and 1980s too, there were many problems in Burmese politics. As she read the newspapers, Sue remembered her father's courage. In 1988, Sue visited her sick mother in Burma. It was a very difficult time for the country because the army wanted to form a new government. Many people were afraid of the future. Thousands of people, young and old, came into the streets to make their opinions known. But the army wanted power. They did not want to listen. They were ready to fight. Later that year, the army killed thousands of ordinary people. Sue knew that she had to choose between her comfortable, happy life with her family in Oxford and a difficult and dangerous life in Burma. Her mother was dying. Sue decided that she must continue her father's good work. Sue understood a lot about international history and politics. She wanted to use the ideas of people like Martin Luther King and Mahatma Gandhi. In the United States and in India, these two men fought peacefully for the freedom of their people. She knew that the Burmese people wanted to choose their own government. They didn't want the army to choose for them. She traveled around the country and thousands of people listened to her speeches. The army watched Sue closely. She knew that her life was always in danger, but she believed that her country's freedom was more important. Sue was ready to fight with intelligent words and ideas, not with guns. In September 1988, the army took power. Sue and other politicians immediately started planning a way to return the government to the people. Then, one morning early in 1989, a large group of soldiers came to Sue's home. You must go back to England and stop your work in Burma, they told her. But Sue refused to leave. If you don't go, you can't leave this house, they continued. You are now a prisoner in your own home. Sue continued to organize her political group from her prison home. The army watched her almost every minute of the day, but she carefully wrote secret letters and made secret phone calls. Every day was a lonely, dangerous fight for freedom. She could not move freely even in her own home, and her family could not visit her. But the terrible loneliness made Sue stronger and braver. In 1990, the people of Myanmar voted for their country's government. 
Socialist political group the NLD won 82% of the votes, but the army refused to listen. They kept Su in her home as a prisoner, and they refused to give power to the NLD. Myanmar's hopes for a better future were destroyed. But Su continued to work for her country. Her call for peace and understanding became famous around the world. In 1991, she won the Nobel Prize for Peace. Her two proud sons traveled to Norway and received the prize for her. She did not see them until a year later, when she was finally given permissions for visits from her family. But her life as a prisoner continued. Prison life made Sue stronger, the army thought, so they decided to let her go. In 1995, Sue finally left her house. She traveled around the country calling for change. The army watched her very closely. Every new speech and every new trip was dangerous, but Sue did not lose her courage. Early in 1999, Sue's husband became very sick. Go and see him in England, the army suggested, but Sue did not trust them. If I go home, she thought, the government will tell me not to return. She knew that her husband loved her. She knew that he understood. When he died in March that year, her heart broke. Television, radio, and newspapers in Myanmar are not free. Reporters must always agree with the army's ideas. But Sue's speeches were full of different opinions. The army was nervous, and they asked her to stop traveling. She refused. In 2000, Sue became a prisoner of the army again. After her husband's death, she felt even lonelier than before. But she kept busy with political work, study, exercise, and piano playing. For more than 15 years, most of them as a prisoner, Sue has not stopped fighting. In 2002, she was freed again. But in 2003, the army attacked the NLD and many people were killed. Is the army beginning to listen more closely to Sue's ideas? Some people think so. After many years, Sue's courage still gives hope to her country's people. A hope for a future of peace and freedom. The end.